Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to the Maccas Run. Score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. Yeah, it was about that buy break in the middle of the season. Um, got home and um, was able to meet up with J.O. and Billy and um, yeah, obviously met them and I was um, yeah, really comfortable around them so I reckon around that period is when I felt could lean towards Freo. Yeah, did you personally have any conversations with West Coast and if so, how were they? Yeah, during that buy break period I um, met with them and they did a really good pitch, they were all really good so um, nice to get to know them but um yeah when I met with Freo I kind of knew that that was the place someone to be playing at and felt right. Uh, it felt right to Luke Jackson uh, number three pick in 2019 draft a premiership player and rising star winner uh, and it was around that time of the year that uh, we started to feel like he was always going to be heading back to WA and that's what has occurred today so Luke Jackson is a Freo docker uh, Melbourne trading him it's round three selection uh, pick 44 it's round four selection pick 67 to Freo who gave up pick 13 a future first round and a future second round selection to get uh, a man who's been described as a unicorn and someone who Freo thinks could be the next Mark Blixarves and play just about every position on the ground. Uh, his manager would be very, very happy with the day's events. Uh, Jason Dover from TLA has been good enough to jump on the line. Jason, hello to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, very good well, Josh. thanks. Congratulations. Um, I'm sure you, the client, uh, and, and the Dockers especially, really, really happy with um, what's been able to be achieved today. Yeah, I think uh, any time you get a trade done, and in, in particular get a player home, it's a good result. So, uh, yeah, really really happy with how it's managed to wrap up today. Um, Jace, I don't know if you can tell us this, but when did the ball start rolling for the Jackson deal to come back to Freo? Was it uh, this time last year or was it uh, early this year? Uh, this time last year, he was coming off a premiership that he won in Perth. Yes. So I think the last thing on his mind was... Uh, <laughs> Was moving clubs, um, but probably yeah. Over Christmas, we did we did have our first chat, knowing it was going to be a hot topic, mm. and just start to put some plans in place. Mm. Um, you know, we had open dialogue with Melbourne going into round one, um, mm. and a presentation from them and a, and a contract office. So there's a lot that it was a topic that was there, obviously, and a lot that we worked through. So the conversation started early um, in the year at our end as well. Yep. Um, and it was always Frio at that stage. Uh, yeah, well, Luke did grow up Fremantle and he's had yep. a, a bit of an affinity there. And I think even if you look at their young list and they went to the draft really heavily over the mm. last four or five years and in his draft, um, they, you know, it's no secret, they tried to trade up to get him in that draft as well. So yep. there's always been an association uh, with Fremantle and Luke. And, uh, yeah, I think he, he had an eye on them if he ever was going to leave Melbourne. So, Jason, can you talk us through, there was never an official declaration from Luke about, I request a trade to this club. It was, uh, I, I want to get home. And Melbourne, Tim Lamb was on record saying, we'll just get the best deal we can. Um, why was there no official declaration from uh, from Luke? I think out of respect a little bit for the system and what we needed to go through and also for Melbourne in terms of uh, being able to get the best deal for them. We, we were always mindful that he was pick number three um, and they invested three terrific years in, in Luke. And um, I suppose 
for us to put our eggs in one basket as well, that was also putting Melbourne's eggs in the same basket. And I think just to have the option for both parties to be able to explore what was going to be the best option, the best trade we could possibly return. And, um, yeah, not necessarily name a club because it didn't feel right from our end in terms of doing it in this situation. And so we, um, yeah, we, we chose to keep options open and, and had open dialogue with Melbourne along the way, but also West Coast and Fremantle during that process. How close were West Coast and how open was Luke to going there? Oh, look, to be honest, they were um, they were probably a runner-up pretty much all the way, and I think they knew that. But, um, you know, they were terrific in terms of the presentation they did to Luke and um, and the interest they showed in Luke. And um, we've got a great relationship with the West Coast Eagles, and so we wanted to give them a chance to, to pitch as well with Luke coming back. We could see there was a way that he would fit in really well, um, you know, potentially ne- next to Nico for a couple of years while... He was coming to the end of his career, and uh, and I think you know Luke's always looked at Nick Nat and thought the idea of playing with him would have would have been uh, certainly something he'd entertained if that was the option that ended up um, you know coming to the forefront. But yeah, as it was, Fremantle did a great pitch as well. Um, he really wa- wanted that as an option, and um, and I think the way it played out too with. West Coast wanting to go to the draft this year, that that became the logical option for Melbourne to work with to get the best deal for them. Um, Jase, we've heard that, um, you know, stuff on the grapevine about his role that he's going to have at Frio, which is interesting for a, um, you know, 199 centimetre player. Are you, are you privy to the, the interview that he would have done with, I assume, Justin Lomier and, and Murray, Peter Bell Peter and Bell, yep. the likes about what they, what the role they as they saw him playing in the future for uh, for Frio. Uh, yeah, I was privy. I sat in on the presentation. It was and it was an outstanding presentation. And I, I probably don't feel it's my place to go into okay. that detail here. That I'll let the club talk to that and and Justin down the track. But other than say, it was a really impressive presentation. Um, I think the piece that probably caught the attention for Luke was that he wasn't pigeonholed to just be a ruck. Um, and he had said himself that that's you know he wanted he wanted to potentially have a broader role and play different positions and be challenged in that sense. And mm. I think that's a vision that the that Justin and the club brought to that presentation. And yeah, it was uh, it was quite exciting. Uh, um, you know, I think uh, he said, oh, "I don't want to just be a ruck, but I also want to ruck." So um, I think you'll still see an <laughs> element of that. Um, but also give him a, a chance to work in tandem with someone like Sean Darcy who's already yep. there and, uh, and one of the great young rucks coming through the competition. And we're speaking to Jason Dover, Luke Jackson's manager after he got the trade that he was after going from Melbourne uh, to Fremantle today. So, Jason, just you, you mentioned that this was conversations that were happening with Melbourne since before round one and there was a, a few people just speculating that maybe the speculation itself was having an effect on on Luke's performance, and it's a big decision to weigh up for for, for a young man. We're talking life-changing uh, amounts of money and contract and all that kind of stuff, and, and you've just come off a premiership, and but the idea of going home as opposed to not wanting to let down your, your premiership teammates and your club and all of that. How did you feel he was able to compartmentalise and, and carry that load throughout the whole season? Uh, he's a pretty easygoing character, mm. um, so we sort of felt like it wasn't bothering him, but I probably still knew in the back of my mind that it would be. Um, and being just a young young guy and all the media speculation and pressure 
um, you know, within the footy club and externally, they, they were both there in terms of, um, you know, the reality of, of the situation and the speculation um, that existed. So um, he did admit to me afterwards that it, it had taken a bit of a toll and that, um, you know, once the season was finished, he was he was looking forward. And even today he said just it's so good to have it done and now he can relax and focus on the next part of his career and really get to work at Fremantle. And from the Melbourne Footy Club, um, obviously they'd be shattered to lose um, Luke and, and he was one of the real bolters in that draft and, and, and a few people weren't expecting his name to be called out at pick three at the time. So they'd obviously identified him early um, and brought him through and, and what he'd been able to do in a partnership with Max Gorn and he was the, he turned the tide in that uh, premiership. Um, Melbourne, I can only imagine, are pretty disappointed to see him go. Yeah, very disappointed and, you know, they were hard conversations to have with Tim Lamb and the team there and, um, you know, we had those conversations from our end at TLA between myself and Tom Petraro and um, Luke had those conversations directly in his exit interview and then with the playing group um, and and real tough conversations. Like, if I'd, I'd safely say if the Melbourne Football Club was based out of Perth, Luke would still be with the Melbourne Football Club, so... They were a wonderful club. He was able to serve a terrific pre- uh, apprenticeship there for, for three years. Mm. And um, hopefully, if nothing else, he leaves part, part of a legacy in terms of getting the premiership mm. for him in 2021. And, um, and, and, and he'll always be a premiership player there. And I think the way he left the club was really great. The mm. Melbourne Football Club and, and Tim Lamb was terrific during the trade period and how they conducted their business. And hopefully that's um, yeah, left everyone on positive terms and... Luke will return there one day to to celebrate the premiership he did win with them. Jason, do you think that there might be an issue continuing to develop? We've got three uh, top five draft picks that have all headed home uh, in this trade period. Uh, is there you manage interstate players and um, you've had to go through this with Luke? Do you think that there's an issue? I, I think I think the issue, I think there is an issue, but it was exasperated by COVID and borders being shut. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know the group that that went through out of WA in Luke's draft year. They've had such an abnormal experience for the first three years of their career. And mm. you know, Luke spent his first season in a hub in a hotel in on the Gold Coast. Um, so he never established any roots in in Melbourne, and then he went back to Melbourne, and they were still living under COVID protocols and. Everything's been really difficult, and I know I can only speak on behalf of the players I manage and the WA boys that have been drafted in the state. But even when our borders were closed, it was just so difficult for them to get back at the end of the season, and you couldn't come and go freely. But then they're watching all their family and friends live what probably was a normal life in WA um, under very few restrictions, and so it's, it's just been such a difficult period for those boys being away from home and. And I assume there's a little bit of the same thing in terms of some of the South Australian boys. And I know Adam Chera, when he left WA last year to get home, it was probably the number one thing that was on his mind as well. So I just think it's been an abnormal period and a difficult mm. period that's created these issues. And I'd also like to think now, given that we're through the pandemic, that hopefully it means there's an element of normality comes back and yeah, this isn't an ongoing issue. Uh, it's a great insight, and we really appreciate it. Now, Jason, before we let you go, are we going to be needing to get you on uh, over the next couple of days again? Is there anything else you're working on bubbling away in the background? Any trade deals that we need to be aware of now? Oh, who knows? It's 48 hours <laughs> left, so we'll um, <laughs> we'll stay busy. We'll keep talking to, to the clubs and our contacts, and uh, 
we'll, we'll see where we land with anything else that might be possible. Uh, well, congratulations on the deal that you got done uh, for your client and, uh, and, and good luck with whatever else is to come in that space for you. And, and we wish Luke all the best heading home as well. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Luke Jackson's manager, Jason Dover. And it just sounds like it was such a maturely handled yep. situation from Melbourne, <laughs> from Fremantle, from West Coast in the part that they played, knowing that they were second choice, but still pitching, giving it their all, and then managing all of that, obviously, is Jason and, and then Luke as well. So um, people would be surprised that I mentioned, did it start this time last year, but not really, but Christmas time. Yeah. It started, so it's a long process, and uh, they're 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 rel- very organised early in the season. Uh, this is the Maccas run on Trade Radio for Maccas score a one in four chance to win with a Monopoly game at Maccas. Still time to take some of your calls on the other side of this, and we'll quickly touch on a couple of the other trades that occurred today on a massive day with two days to go of this AFL trade period. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.